0: everyone. Welcome to another episode of Lessons Learned Podcast, the dumbest thing I've ever done with money. My name is Suzanne, and I'm the head coach at Grace Financial. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Lessons Learned, the dumbest thing I've ever done with money. My name is Suzanne, and I am the head coach at Grace Financial Coaching, and I am super excited to welcome my friend, Marissa Kelly to the show today. Marissa is Hello. the owner and founder of Live on Social Now Productions. She helps business professionals deliver their message succinctly and to be present for conversations that matter. Uh, with the rise of live streaming over the last few years and increasing demand for video content, Marissa found a calling in Remote live stream productions, which we are going to ask her more about. In April of 2020, Marissa launched the Live on Social Now Productions division. And this helps blend her love of tech, project management, event business, and creativity. And Melissa has had the uh, Marissa has had the pleasure of working with exceptional partners for virtual summits, fireside chats, video casts, anything and everything live. And on a computer screen, Marissa can do it. So Marissa, it's so good to have you.
1: (laughs) Yay. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. So so first, before we get started with your financial blunders, tell us more about this video production and live stream business.
1: Yeah. So like, um, you know, I've been working in marketing for a long time and um, really kind of figuring out the best way to get people's message across, whether it's social media posts or even just a simple Facebook page. And I started my business about seven years ago. Um, It's kind of around this time that I that I started my business back in 2015. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with the progression of how marketing is, I started working with Um, B2B professionals. So people like you that run their own business, um, you know, and also partnering with other marketing agencies when we specialize in things. So uh, live streaming became such a big thing, um, you know, at least for marketing people, it was a solution um, to get their message across. And this was in 2018, 19, and obviously before that. Um, So learning all of these tools, it was really uh, beneficial for me once that pandemic hit because all of um, a lot of people knew that I did it, but didn't really embrace live streaming or virtual Mm -hmm. events until the pandemic hit. So right, you know, as I said, in April or as you said, in April, I was launched this division. Um kind of separated it myself from my old brand just because I wanted to be able to present myself as an expert Mm. and that has launched my business into a whole new territory that I love because like I said, it blends all the things I love, um, creativity. We can be creative with a live stream or an event, um, project management, you know, get the tasks done that's needed. And, you know, and tech, you know, figuring out like a camera or a lighting or, you know, working basically on a computer all day long. So, yeah, that's
0: actually funny. You said that Marissa has was mm -hmm. my go to and has been my go to person for hard like hardware tech questions like what light Mm -hmm. should I buy? What microphone should I buy for many years Mm -hmm. now? And one of the things I wanted to ask you is what are some of the tools that you use? that maybe our audience of small business professionals could uh, per- pick up quickly and, and or learn how to operate quickly.
1: Yeah. So like, um, you know, there's obviously software tools. So like you're using StreamYard to go live and that, you know, that takes a little bit of a learning curve depending on your level of comfort with tech, but like hardware stuff, like um, this is i sim- I'm using a, a simple webcam. I don't know if it's like blurry. Oh,
0: there you here, go. Which
1: is Logitech. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it doesn't like, uh, new objects in front. Um, uh, Logitech, uh, I like blurred myself somehow. Um, <laughs> Logitech, uh, webcam, uh, which is, uh, it's about 60, $75. Oh, wow. And then I have a, um, a light behind me that's reflecting off the wall behind me. So it gotcha. kind of evens out my light. There are ring lights. Um, and these lights set of two is about $35. So I'm spending around a hundred dollars, um, and using the right tools that, um, I'm just going to change this blur because it's bothering (laughs) me. Hopefully I'll fix it. Um, but you know, there's simple tools just to, you know, and I have glasses, so I don't want to use a ring light because then it would have that ring around and i think a lot of people mm-hmm. like are going live and they have that ring light or they have the light directly on their face like this light is reflecting off the wall so it makes it more like soft light uh, gotcha. kind of uplighting in events um so yeah it's a it's a little bit of a learning curve um between hardware and software but you can pretty much set yourself up with some basic tools um, and that's and I feel like like going hundred dollars.
0: Yeah. yeah, I feel like spending a hundred dollars on a light or two and that camera mm-hmm. is um it makes people feel a little bit more confident. even if it's not yeah. their bread and butter, It's not their area of expertise. At least they feel a little bit more like, okay, I have a camera in front of me now, you know, mm-hmm. and and this is making me a little more uh, feel a little bit more professional. So I would not yeah. have a problem telling somebody to spend a hundred dollars but- on a light and a camera just to make them feel like they're not utilizing the basic model of the camera or the the audio on their computer. Depending mm-hmm. on how old the computer is, it could be better, right? But typically yeah. it's worse. So um in yeah, case anybody and, and- noticed behind Marissa, she's got a little fuzzy friend back there.
1: Yeah, okay. <laughs> Yeah, but I also should mention like this I just switched my camera cuz it was having focus issues. Um this is my built-in camera in my oh, okay. laptop. So, so like if you even if you have good lighting, you're still illuminated. I have a window open. I could close that and make it a little more dramatic. But, you know, it's not a one-stop solution because everyone has different lighting in their in their home. Sure. Um and you know, we have good mics and of headphone in here. So that way there's no back or reverb or stuff like that, you know, so there's a lot of different things that you have to test out, but I think it's not too overwhelming. Yeah. uh, When you're getting, it's, it's a process, you know, like a a snowball, you would say.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. And uh, going back to the types of events that you've been doing most recently in the post COVID world, uh, Mm -hmm. how has that kind of changed the, um, the audience for these live streams or how has that changed the person who's calling you and saying, Hey, Marissa, can you help me do this event?
1: Yeah. You know, um, actually, you know, I live in Tennessee now. I was previously, we met in California. So like, you know, we both moved, uh, since we met, but, um, I, none of my clients are local and that is like the beauty of what this business can be because I can serve, you know, different events. Uh, I'm, just working on a project where um, it's an internal conference and we're doing a lot of different sessions for the conference. And mm-hmm. so uh, we're, you know, we're going to be coordinating with speakers across the country and probably probably even internationally. And it's just a matter of, you know, these tools are available to us to be able to execute different events. And, you know, it takes a lot of planning, you know, there's there's big budgets involved, but these are it's really important for your brand. And it doesn't matter if you're, uh, you know, if you're solo by yourself, you're a coach, like, it doesn't necessarily matter that there's like 20 people watching your stream, like the person that is going to see you or find you like they may see it later on. Right? Yeah, you just have to keep in mind that you're pushing out this content, you're providing value, you're also building relationships, because you have a guest show, right, which a lot of people are like, you know, hesitant to do, but it kind of builds up your um, notoriety uh, within your network and also their network. So mm-hmm. uh, in, a, in an easy way, because you're having a conversation about your
0: expertise. So, right. Right. Yeah. I like having guests. I don't like to hear myself talk too long. So, yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, and, and every I've done both, I've done like the solo show and sometimes they're like 10 minutes I've done hour podcasts, you know, sometimes they go by so fast depending on the, um, the subject matter. And it's just, it's just interesting because I'm getting exposed to all different types of content that I probably wouldn't if I was, you know, going to a networking event.
0: in Right. Going to the same networking event in person and seeing the same people over and over again. Yeah. That is a benefit. Mm -hmm. I am, I am uh, much more a fan of the in-person networking, but that is definitely something that uh, you just wouldn't be exposed to certain people if we weren't all right. on Zoom or on StreamYard or on Facebook Live right now. So right. that is exactly. definitely a benefit, definitely. Yeah. So um, I created the show, Marissa, as you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. to help yes. people realize we all make financial mistakes and we can start off by learning from the experience of others. So Marissa, what is the... M- the <laughs> dumbest thing you've ever done with money.
1: Um, you know, I could think of a lot of things. Um, and I think I'll speak on one specific thing uh, personally. Um, opening up a credit card. I didn't have a good job or I didn't even have a job. I don't even remember. This is so long ago. <laughs> I opened a credit card like first week of college. You know, they have the table like in the in the courtyard or whatever. They're like, go get a credit card. You know, this, you know, and I think it was like $200 credit limit which is, you know, these days I'm like, oh my God, like, cool. But like that back then I was like, I didn't even have the money to pay $200 extra or, you right. know,
0: it was just or $200 different. plus interest.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. And, or I just didn't understand the concept behind that. Like, oh, like you're putting money down and then you have to pay interest. Like I didn't learn that in Catholic school growing up or like at high school, you know, like we just had, got cash from our parents and I didn't understand it at least back then. So I think it took me about probably five or six years to actually pay off that $200, which was probably 600 by the time all the ladies and, you know, and just not understanding that whole world. Um, And, you know, I don't know if it's a, it's a matter of my, my upbringing or, you know, just that I know I, uh, these credit card companies are, Pretty bad, especially for college students. You know, they don't qualify you. They don't see like how much do you make,
0: right? You know, how right. much
1: is your monthly income, stuff like that. So,
0: so how, um, how, with the marketing aspect of it, you said that it was mm-hmm. a table set up outside of your college. Mm-hmm. Did you see a lot of your friends signing up at the same time?
1: No, I just was oh, like okay. just a bunch of people. Like you know, it's a table. Oh, look, cool money you know i'm thinking like money i some money i could swipe you know just kind of um i think my relationship with money and and this is like another thing that relates kind of to my business um was very just like um like i didn't i didn't value it because i wasn't earning it as much and so i didn't mm. see okay like this is something i mean i was working like a regular job at like an ice cream shop right so like you're not making a good, like, income, you don't understand that. And so I didn't understand. And th- those are a lot of, like, things that I, that I was working through, even up until, like, my late 30s, early 40s, my relationship oh, yeah. with money and valuing, you know, if I'm working, even if I'm working for a few hours, like, that's my time. And I need to value that. Do I save my time? Or do I give away my time? Or, you know, there's so much um, things or also deserving of money. So there's just a lot of things around money that I think factored into that um, decision of getting a credit card. And luckily that was not, I mean, not look I wish that was my only credit card mistake, but <laughs> you learn the hard way until you start doing a uh, crazy d- uh, budgeting and Dave Ramsey. Method,
0: so. <laughs> <laughs> so that yeah. means, so, so if you could go back just to that one credit card, <laughs> would you not set it up? Would you, what would you do differently?
1: Um, I would probably set it up. I just, back then I was not, not familiar. I mean, if I
0: knew what I knew now,
1: probably not. Um, but I think I needed to, um, learn the hard way because Mm. I think everything as a result of that, you know, you know, my path is, that was part of my path. So I don't really like have a regret of it. Um, I don't believe it's affecting my current situation of money, so yeah, no, I wouldn't change it. But it's just yeah. interesting how um, it carries. It carries. I mean, that was the first thing that when you asked me the question, I'm like, that's the first thing that I thought about, and I'm like, that was how many years ago, right. you know? So we hold on to those. Hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah. So since then, how has your relationship with credit cards specifically changed?
1: Um. I. I am really good with like not opening credit cards and all the the shop uh, the shops when they say, Oh, you can get extra 10% off. Sure. Oh yeah, um, the store cards. Yeah. I am working to pay down my debt so that I can buy a home hopefully later this year or early next year. So it's you know, it's just a matter of, you know, not using and budgeting, right? So like I have those nice things that I that I want to do that I used to put on credit card, or if I am putting something on credit card for my business, I'm paying it off like within, you know, the, the month. Um, and so it's just, um, I see credit card as just a formality that's needed for buying a home. Some when you don't have a huge amount of savings to be able sure, to put it in. Right, right? right. So, you know, the banks don't care. Sometimes how much money you make in your business, they say, how much credit are you <laughs> Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's
0: really good to point out because you and I both got started on our financial journeys later on in life. Right. And Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. by that point, we can't necessarily follow Dave Ramsey's advice of um, don't get a credit card. You don't need credit just save up and pay cash for a house or put 50% down when you're learning this stuff after you're 25, that depending on where you Mm -hmm. live, that could be practically impossible. Um, The cool part of what I tell my clients is as much as Dave is watching me over this shoulder, (laughs) um, everyone's situation is different, right? We can't Mm -hmm. all Mm -hmm. be, coming out of high school at 18 already learning these principles living in middle tennessee like where dave grew up and buying a house for one hundred that doesn't exist one though i don't even think those things exist anymore they do in the rural areas but (laughs) you're
1: like no it's like a really really rural yeah yeah no even where dave grew up
0: even where dave grew up is a little bit more uh you know built up now so
1: -hmm. yeah Um, is he from franklin
0: He's from, yeah. uh, he lives in Franklin now, or the business is in his business is in Franklin. He lived in Antioch, Tennessee.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. definitely, both but again,
0: <laughs> right 40, 50 years ago when Dave was growing up, you could uh, yeah. a, a 180 for a home back then was probably expensive, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, mm-hmm. depending on when you get started, I think this is really good to point out because some of these, you know, I'm, I know people are watching this right now, and some of these people I've had on as guests learned earlier. So they've been able to put themselves in a position to have 50% down. But even Mm -hmm. if you learned earlier, if you live in an area like New York or Southern California, where we used to live, Mm -hmm. it's almost impossible to have 50% down on a house. It is, I will say it's nearly impossible to have a hundred percent down. It is almost impossible to have 50% down in those areas. Mm -hmm. And if you learn it later on in life, like we did, it's, you know, you do have to kind of have the credit sitting there so that the banks can run the score because that's just how it's going to work a little bit later on in life.
1: Yeah. Right. Exactly. And you know, you're right. Like we both lived in New York and we both lived in Southern California and (laughs) you know, we made good salary, but like, that's also not meaning like our, none of our other expenses are cheap, you know? And so saving 50% is just like, wow. But you know, now that I'm in middle Tennessee, it's, I feel it's more aligned with like what I would like to buy a home or what I, my relationship with money. Like, I feel like I'm, I still have that California or New York men's mindset here. Like people say like certain things, like a dinner costs, like a dish costs like $12 and they're like, it's expensive. And I'm like, Oh, that's so cheap. (laughs) Like in my head, like it's not $20 dish. Right. And it's just interesting how, you know, it's, it's their upbringing. I don't fault them. It's, it's, their environment that's what they're used to so it's
0: just interesting how everything's changed like oh you're the californian or you're the
1: new yorker
0: (laughs) i'm like "Mm, and then that translates to to the house house prices right so like you have to wrap your head around like you could get for 450 the house that you would have wanted in san diego for 950 (laughs) I mean it's right, exactly. like an insane market right now, probably even worse than New York. and yeah, um it, it, talk I have I still have plenty of clients in Southern California, and some of the stuff that they're looking at is just it's it's not feasible. Maybe it was feasible two or three years ago, and it's not feasible anymore., mm-hmm. um, so now you get to wrap your head around, oh, this house is only four fifty, but for that area of the country, that's might be pretty high,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, like it's I'm not even looking at houses like that because they're mansions here. I'm like, I don't want to clean the whole house. Like they're like huge, you know, we don't have kids. It's just a dog. We might get another dog. So like just having four bedrooms and like a bonus room and a basement, I'm like, this is too much for me, <laughs> like too yeah. much for us. But yeah, it's the one thing I
0: will tell people it's okay to invest in. Don't yell at me, Dave. I know it's not an investment. A Roomba. Oh my okay. gosh. That is life changing. I actually just nice. wrapped up with two clients a couple, uh, last month or earlier this month, they did 12 months of coaching with me and they said, we saved up a little bit out of January's budget and we didn't put as much towards debt, but we had money from Christmas and we bought ourselves a Roomba and they have like okay. multiple pets. And I'm like, it's life changing. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Right. So buy the oh. house. And then buy the Roomba. Right. <laughs> That's okay. my two-
1: Put it on our Amazon uh, wish list for a housewarming or something. Maybe there you go. Right.
0: You exactly. Uh, exactly. I'm gonna contribute towards that. I I am a huge okay. believer in roombas. <laughs> nice, nice. Awesome. So I really want to thank you, Marissa, because it's not easy to uh, you know to say that i screwed up with credit cards right i think a lot of people mm-hmm. out there have and it's something that mm-hmm. um your comment about your time and needing to value that and your time is worth your money uh really mm-hmm. needs to resonate with a lot of people so i appreciate mm-hmm. your honesty and i'm mm-hmm. thanks for coming here if anybody needs to find marissa all of her contact information is in the show notes down below uh but you can reach her directly at uh, liveonsocialnow.com She's on LinkedIn. She's on Instagram and her email is also down below. Thanks for joining me, Marissa.
1: Thank you for having me. Yeah.
0: And I saw a bunch of people jump in a little bit late today. So if you missed part of the uh, broadcast, you can check out the YouTube channel at Grace Financial Coaching and look for the latest episode of Lessons Learned, the dumbest thing I've ever done with money. Thanks again. Learned podcast, the dumbest thing I've ever done with money make sure to subscribe to the Grace Financial Coaching YouTube channel and please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts.